Welcome back to Misunderstood Studios. I mean, top of the morning, as Horsey would say. Next four weeks are going to be hard. It's going to be in his absence, and I'm going to have to hold the show down and do what I always do. My brother's going on to do big things in the city of Cape Town. I guess people call it the mother city now. I don't know, mother of what, but <laughs> that's what it is. Um, today, I'm joined by two individuals. As the show's going to... I don't want to say it's going to change. It's going to become something new but be the same it's gonna have the same controversial conversations the same issues that have happened and i want to get into that i'm gonna touch up on what i just heard i got some feedback about the podcast and i'm definitely gonna touch up into um but to the two guests today please introduce yourself hi uh those who know me you know me as md my real name that's up to my parents eh um but uh <laughs> glad to be here man glad to be here glad to be here as a guest like thanks for having me and everything um yeah you know actually funny thing like i've always wanted to have a podcast of my own so like you know this, uh, this is a nice experiment you know for me it's actually funny that you mentioned that yeah i'm sabelo by the way <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that like i remember me and my boys sometimes we'd be on the call and we always just have be crackling up and saying jokes and this and that and the other and then at the end of it always talking about how we should start a podcast yeah. and what what but it's never gone into fruition and i think that's just pure because of laziness um niggas don't want to commit to that but um <laughs> i see my brother here kumo has officially started one and it's it's doing numbers it's really running it up so yeah glad to be here man okay man about the thing of it running it up eh i think when i sat you know and my brother came in sabelo comes in and he's discussing with me essentially what the brand's done and i mean a lot of you would know this a lot of the stuff we do is controversial there's crazy topics there's crazy titles I think the titles are more crazy than the actual podcast most of the time. It's called clickbait, um, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's called clickbait. It's called engagement. It's called retention. It's called um, exact. No, it's not called lying. Uh. Most, of the time, <laughs> most of the time, we speak exactly to what the title's about. Yeah. But it was interesting. Um, the feedback this week's been crazy. I've heard of two girls who weren't necessarily impressed um, mm. with the mm. titles. Um, obviously, the one being about labels and you know how women are and their labels Whoa. um and i don't think it's women i just think it's anyone who's sensitive um you know how people are with their labels they really just try and keep to them and try and act like they actually mean something but to them i tell them like firstly mm, you don't give value to the actual individuals who actually face their oppression and don't choose those labels for themselves mm. but secondly like fuck you and your labels like i don't give a fuck um but i genuinely mean this when i say to everyone who's feeling a certain type of way who has listened who hasn't listened who's just looked at the titles who's gone on rants and hasn't expressed anything to me publicly to say it simply i don't care i don't care i don't i don't know i don't care about what you say what you think or what you do because to be honest if you hate it so much this podcast isn't for you and that's that bro like please check the the it's in the job description like look at the title it's misunderstood it's not necessarily supposed to be something you're supposed to identify with and be like oh oh yeah 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 no mm-hmm. I, I feel you boy you know like and it's interesting you talk about labels um now this is kind of going on a different topic but like when it comes to labels labels can really fuck up things just as a whole right when it comes to <clears throat> relationships when it comes to just like societal standards and like labeling certain things it can give misconstrued expectations for what is what they think it's supposed to be and what reality actually presents itself to be so yeah man um i can touch more on that if, if you want to but uh, otherwise yeah 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 we we hey, you and your escapades you know I'm, I'm actually curious to hear about some of them but like i think let's just let's just ease into it let's like dissect the topic a bit like 
whole thing of labels like look I'll, I'll personally tell you like the, the, the whole thing of like being a black man you know or a young black man whatever you want to consider me and, and whatever other cultural um, media you choose to put me under you know all that stuff is it's, it's cool it's a good way of identifying who I am but it's not about identifying who I actually am. That's the, yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the thing that I want to sort of separate myself from at least. Cause it's a thing of like people trying to understand you without actually knowing you. That's why they Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. That's yeah. why the labels are there so that they can, you know, because every label comes with a certain degree of stereotype or, yeah. you know, things that come with it. And, yeah, and then they, you know, it's, it's sort of a good way of judging or getting expectations for what mm. you'll be, you know. The area you live in, the kind of people you go to school with, your friends, the cut of your skin, uh, the kind of shoes you wear, um, if you wear shoes, you know, it's, 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 it's all. And it's like kind of a funny thing of like people trying to understand who you are. When the majority of us being very young individuals don't even know who we are ourselves. Yeah. We're still trying to figure each other and out. And then you're going like, to you're gonna gonna let everyone else tell you who you are. Exactly. Before like, you have that chance to discover yourself. It doesn't it's, make sense. It's, it's, it's fucked up. Exactly. It really is thing is like more of this thing even going more into a philosophical standpoint understanding who you are like you yourself aren't your thoughts you yourself aren't being black you you don't necessarily know who that me is when you say i i'm hungry right that's just your body being hungry right but then when you say like i feel this and that and the other you're not your emotions either so what is that actual you you understand are you the observer of your thoughts? You, you know what it is? It's like, um, if we explain it from like um, a spiritual or metaphysical standpoint, what I believe at least is like, you're sort of an extension of God, you know? Like, there's this whole infinite field of like consciousness and energy and everything, and you're a part of that, you know? Yeah. From the same source. So like, I always say like, be the God you want to believe in. Yeah. Like, no, I remember. It's, it's, it's a thing of like, you're, you are the observer. Mm. Like, you're, the fact that you say my brain it means that like you know you could get a human put all the phosphorus the calcium whatever you need to make a human but you will make that human come alive because there's something else behind that exactly i always believe that from the moment you're born to the moment you die there's obviously many things that change that your body reproduces multiple cells and essentially become a new human apparently like every Every seven years years, exactly yeah um but like there's always that certain essence about you even if your personality changes even if the things you do change there's always that certain energy that you give off that maintains the same from the moment you're born to the moment you die and i believe that that is your you but the thing is it's very hard to understand what that piece of energy actually is yeah there's this thing like when people say when you die right you don't actually die it's like the death of your ego and your ego is what separates one person from the other man yeah it's the part of your actual self that's attached to it's like a sense of your individualism yeah so when you die it's basically um a release of the ego making you realize as you said like we're all interconnected in mm-hmm. every single way we're like, the same right it's an extension of god yeah you're, ju- you're just me and in, in sabelo's body you exactly. know what i'm saying just five you're, you're what i would be if i was sabelo exactly you know yeah, yeah, and, yeah and kumo's what i would be if i was kumo i think that's i Oddly think that's the enough, best way to look at it i have a different view on this of course you do no no exactly um I think for me, the way I looked at it is everyone, you're living my life or you're living, I'm living life through your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So the definition of me is through the definition of what you believe me to be, right? So when I leave this earth, 
regardless of what I did or who I am and what what's left of me, what defines who Kumo is is everyone, everyone else. else. It's not me, right? Mm. And doesn't necessarily mean like I heard the chat about labels and everything. It doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's like, oh, here are your labels and that's who you are. But it's the chat of we live our own lives through the other people and depending on who those people are to tell your story depends on how your history is then conveyed and made um i think like one of the big ones and like one of the things i've always expressed is there's a lot of shit that we get confused with um simply in the in the way in which we engage with history like whose history is the real history and whose history is what we actually do what we actually engage with and how we actually move forward with it because when i look at myself and i look at what my family history is i think even people within my own family might have a completely different view perception understanding of it just because of the time that they live how many years they've been here or haven't been here Mm. and that's why i'm like your identity is multifaceted your identity isn't one my identity at my school versus my identity on the outside versus the identity that I have with my parents versus my girlfriend. It's all me, but it's a different person in essence. It's not the same. Now, sure, you might have similarities and there might be things that tie us together and people are like, we can see a common trend and a common trait between those individuals. Yeah. But many of the time, it's the fact that you aren't actually one person I with one thing. Okay there's there's ways in which like you put on a different face depending on the people you're with and yeah. the personality that you have to adapt to and yeah, the crowd it's just like that whole thing of yeah. hey don't mix friend group don't don't say friend group one jokes with friend group two, two exactly because yeah. like some friend groups are more sensitive and stuff. yeah yeah but um, i mean like that, that like what kumo's saying i completely agree with that because yeah. you're just it's almost like you're self-experiencing like when you find yourself or when you're on that journey of finding yourself and growing up that's what it is you're you have so many different ways of interpreting yourself depending on the choices you make depending on the path that you go down and it's sort of a fractal relationship of what's happening in the bigger picture because you know everything is experiencing itself from different perspectives but it's all one perspective end of the day you know almost one person but the two of us have you know completely different interpretations of it because we've had different experiences you know first impressions are are always going to be you know, like I, for, I, I remember like I, I'd met Kumo before, you know, I hadn't met him, got to know him, you know. Yeah. And we went to Miami, um, basketball. Hey, yo, okay, wait, Sorry, <laughs> let me let me, let me sidetrack. Hey, yo, gents, <laughs> ladies and gents, if 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 you have a significant other and they tell you they're going to Miami, get all your side men and your side hands, just get them ready and. Just wait until they confess that they cheated on you. Because, whoa, bro, Miami's <laughs> a crazy... Yo, yo, Kumo will tell you now, Miami's a crazy place, man. Jesus. It's the, the, the game that's incredible. But I'll still say, like, talking about black woman, like, nah, just come here. Just come here. You're not going to find mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Just come mm-hmm. here. Please. And I went to... I told you guys before this podcast started. I went to this... Um, it was, like, fashion week that my brother was invited to, right? Yeah. Um, and I, went, I tagged along with Kanye. Um, so when he went, right, there was a bunch of women and men, about 50 each, right? And the height limit, or the height quota, rather, was um, 183 centimeters. That's a minimum. So my brother literally just scraped that he's 183. Um, 
Of course, I'm five step. I'm too short. <laughs> I'm not gonna be a model in any universe. So I was just there, and wow, can I say the women there were absolutely like black people. Bro, yo, yo, just, yo! Just, I love my melanin, man. Jez, as 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 a as a black man, okay. Look, I understand. Like, you know, a lot of black women they get angry with us because how are we going for white girls? Hey, we 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 here once, bro. Me, I also like. I go to. <laughs> you I'm know? A in the snow. <laughs> nah, no, no. I, I, the, the snow. Look, it's, it's, it's cool. But you know, you, when you gotta get warm, you gotta, you gotta go to where the sun is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know, it's a thing of like, hey, you know, we're here once. We can experience all the, all these things. We're allowed to. But I think in the hearts of a, of at least most black men, they know that okay, you must go home. Just go home. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, interesting chat though. Just, just that we're on the chat of women. Um, one of the things that's come out clear for me more recently than anything else is there's been a there was a chat about women on one of the WhatsApp groups, right? Yeah. And there's a there's a clear distinction at the moment that there's. I don't want to say this there's, there's a certain type of woman or there's a certain amount of like things that you can do to be made an acceptable man but how do you guys feel about the current like standards of if you're not with a white woman you're not necessarily a man of your race or like just multiracial relationships in general and how people have engaged with that i've i grew up with i'll say biased parents um my parents have always preferred for me for me to be with a person of melanin whether it is actually a black person but it can be they're fine with an indian person even but i'm not even too sure about the rest um i'll be honest so when it comes to me and the way i was raised of course that has made me develop preferences into the women that i do get emotionally attracted to physical attraction can be different but emotional attraction is very important i'll never um i don't think i'll get emotionally attracted to anyone else but yeah yeah uh, bro co- cosign 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 yeah, yeah. like it's 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 a it's a whole different wave because like it's like you know it's weird to say like on average like i'm just more i think that's also because like i'm growing up here in the north like Sandton and everything but on average like i find myself more physically attracted to to a lot of white women but at the same time it's like okay after 10 minutes of conversation i'm like <sighs> okay. <laughs> I feel you. Yes, yes. Yo. I feel you. Yo. Oh my god. You know, and then you know, I just I calm down, and then it just feels so much easier, and it's so breezy talking to, uh, you know, a good black woman. You know, it's just it's just it just feels like home. You know, yeah. genuinely. Um, in terms of the whole thing of, you know, dating outside your race and the stigmas behind that. Um, look, my 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 first crushes and everything it took a while for me to say okay okay let me go to black woman <laughs> you know grade eight um first crush was this sweet white girl um still friends with her and then my first kiss was an indian girl muslim uh and then after that it was another white girl then I had a crush on another white girl and then kissed another white girl blah, jesus blah, blah. christ and then when 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 I, when I got to a point where i was like you know what something here is not working <laughs> something here is not working then i went to this um i don't want to tell too much of the story because i prefer for our business to remain our, uh, 
how is the person I'm about to talk about, but like, um, I was at a chillers, right? And this, you know, black woman that I met before. It's, it's it's a magical experience when you connect with someone. I won't, I won't mind. Yo, and then she became my first I was girlfriend. Gonna talk about that as well. Man. Yeah, look, she, it's, it was just it was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it still is a beautiful thing. You know, I'm I'm a very hopeful person. I, I definitely would like to, you know, restart and get onto good terms. Mm. But I realize that some things take time, especially when you know, because for me it was my first relationship, and for her it might not have it, it wasn't at first, but it was one of those very rare encounters in her life where it was good mm. it was positive it wasn't necessarily toxic you know so for me it's it's a lot to come into because dealing with the weight of a whole entire other human being and their experiences and your own experience, it's, it's a lot you know that you gotta wear you gotta grow you gotta learn and I think that's what you know the time that I've had now has taught me to do you know is just breathe a, a little bit and find myself a little bit more especially in relation to, to women and you know end of the day I, I know where my heart is it's, it's just it's just one of those things you know Kumo to answer your question I personally am not judgmental on people that do dabble in the snow or in any other season yeah, people, right? people in the snow fight man <laughs> I'm not judgmental on, on any of that what I am though is like when someone starts to in a sense resent black women and they start to say no i don't like my sisters then i'm like okay bro then i start to judge them but if they if they love all all different kinds of seasoning then i don't mind genuinely because i do have close friends that they they love the snow some have only touched the snow but they don't mind black women i don't judge them yeah look um i think the thing look the saying the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice bro it's very true it's very true That, that 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 juice is sweet bro Mm. That juice is sweet. You must just taste it once. Now. I need, I need to like to, to have you know vanilla ice cream and everything. Just, just try the chocolate. They won't hurt you. I promise. They don't bite. You talked about connection, um, and I was gonna dabble on this, right? <laughs> I hold intimacy at such a high level, like even when it comes to just Already. like <clears throat> going to chillers, right? Going to parties and stuff. I've done it where I don't really talk to her much, and like I still end up lumsing at the end of the day. But like that is for me it's so unfulfilling in every way possible so much so to the point where like i can even regret doing so i prefer to at least establish some type of connection with the person whether even if it's a surface level it can be a deep connection but like i don't really want to hear about your traumas and stuff like that unless i'm really <laughs> Yo, <laughs> unless i'm really trying no, to know you on okay. a deeper level future. Right? if i'm trying to know you on a deeper level and i see a future with us then Whoa. definitely yeah i'm but like at least establish some type of connection you know make sure that we can laugh together have banter and stuff like that because then the intimacy becomes so much more fulfilling in every type of way can i just hop in there and tell you what my issue with that is though and i i speak from a very honest place when i say this um the biggest issue for me and i i can say this now having a connection and being like extremely intimate with my with my hun but the biggest issue for me with having to create in- intimacy with people um, before I engage with them is that sometimes lust passes and goes True. and in the night you won't be able to see that. And I think the chances of being able to build a friendship um, is like zero to nine. Um, and that fucks with you in a, in a like, 
okay it fucks with me i know when, and like when i'm in that mental space and i'm currently speaking to that individual or i met them at a party and my first thing was let me kiss you which is true to an extent when i was single but it wasn't like my main aim i never used to go out to be like i'm trying to get with the hunt and i type yeah type, type um but it was the let me speak to you let me find out about you let me get to know you and sometimes like for me i feel and it's weird because most people ask me this and like people don't believe it but for me sometimes friendship like will kill or will triumph over intimacy Mm. um and if i see a long friendship with someone i'll tell them straight there and i think a part of that also extends to the fact that i know who i am like there's like i won't lie yes there's been instances where i've engaged or kissed the hun where you kiss the hun and then that's that and you guys never go back nothing ever happens of that yeah everything there's times that you feel you feel like absolute ass bro yeah you kiss the hun and you're like why did i do that you come you turn around and it's on some oh snap this is this is this is on my record now type <laughs> type uh, of yeah, when, when, when it's a grenade eh? yeah yeah Whoa. exactly yeah, exactly when yeah. it's a grenade yeah, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, i, I want to i want to share know. to that story just now um but like the issue with creating intimacy for me is that i assume every single engagement person my first point of engagement with you is always going to be um friendship because yeah. you can only build a relationship or friendship 100% I think the relationships that last the longest have a very strong foundation of friendship of friendship yeah, yeah. lies yeah. lies I believe full cap you, what, uh, no no I do mm. I do I, I, this is also, okay my thing with relationships that are built on friendships or people believing relationships require a strong sense of friendship if you were friends my belief is that you're, you're never going to be able to engage yourself in a relationship mm-hmm. right and sure people go yeah but she was like my best friend for two years and then got married and then then like but look at how many of those relationships fail how many of them go through yeah but, but you sure. can also look at how many relationships in general fail yeah i think what he meant when he said the foundation of friendship being you know the, the most important part is not starting off as friends but being able to treat each other and spend oh, okay, time okay. with each other yeah. like as if you because eventually let's say like when people say looks fade right eventually the physical attraction may be able to dissipate but now if you still have that um connection of being friends being able to have banter with each other being able to have good conversations that can last hours and hours and hours that is a good foundation of friendship of course you weren't starting friends but now you start the foundation of it and then you build it but you see i feel like people mistake that for the idea of having a good friendship means that you're always going to be best of friends the same way i don't believe you're always going to be best of lovers and that's what makes relationships hard is people's shadow of you must always have a good foundation of friendship also means that you're accepting that there's going to be a point where you aren't going to be lovers nah it just means that you 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 acknowledge that it's not purely a thing of either lust or desire or sex or, or whatever other physical fact a- a- anything that's associated with love as it is you know because my friends i love my friends you know exactly but mm. that's because we have the, the things that make a friend all those other things also coincide into making a relationship successful you know being able to talk having good rapport with each other having banter being able to just sit and chill and say absolutely dumb shit like and just laugh or being able to sit and look at grass for 30 minutes silence yeah silence and then say yo let's go get food 
to be able to just be with each other and not think about what you are i think it good for me how i see it is i feel like having a good presence is what makes good partners not being good friends and i know many people are going to be like but that doesn't make sense but yeah, there's something no, no i'm being serious <laughs> as in like there's some there's something to be said like we all have friends right i, I pray you have friends <laughs> <laughs> just for everyone out there i don't want to assume yeah yeah, um, yeah but we all have friends and there's some friends who we just can't chill in sight not because there's anything wrong with them there's the idea that our friendship is active or inactive there's no in between there's no idle stage where we're comfortable with each other living in each other's space which is why you can't necessarily live with all your friends and everything, okay, right? okay, yeah. in a relationship i think there's something to be said about having a good presence with each other being comfortable exactly being comfortable in science but also being so comfortable that you understand what your other person is thinking while they're next to you not saying anything because i think i'm not a mind reader no i'm not no i'm not saying like unpack your thoughts (laughs) for what they are but i'm like relationships that lack presence have and i've seen this with i see this more in high school than anything relationships that lack presence but are built on friendship because i feel like a lot of relationships in high school don't you don't have that time to get intimate and to fall in love and to unpack who people really are as we're still finding each other but relationships built on friendship means that when that individual leaves you're not losing their presence you're losing their friendship and that means the relationship in and of itself wasn't whole it wasn't holistic and sure there's instances where you're gonna have the best of times with the best of friends and they're gonna have a presence but i'm like i i see that so far and few between and like that's why i'm like people's chat of oh no you should be good friends before you make a relationship it's like no it's about being there and being in that moment and people seeing the energy and you feeling the energy because i mean if you can walk into every relationship and every space and everyone says yo man you love that girl and that girl loves you and she didn't say a word to anyone she was next to you the whole time and it was an energy thing and it was going sparks were flying and people are seeing that it's like yeah. oh okay, okay 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 i'm feeling okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, it's yeah. a it goes to a presence yeah, thing it's yeah. not just a friendship thing where we get lost in each other and we are essentially just there and we're taking it up and i think that's what like i, I guess that's why i say i can always i can feel the difference between someone i want to build a relationship versus someone i want to build a friendship with because mm. there's people we click with yeah. all the time and you go you come from you come across them in life all the time but there's not many people you have presence with and that's what makes the and so sometimes presence has to be built i don't think it's also something that just yeah. is like out the air yeah there's a I mean, sometimes stability needed in order for presence to be formed. yeah in yeah. order to be in order to sit in silence and not feel like it's awkward and just enjoy each other's company you guys can just be eating and not a word is said you enjoy that food and you're enjoying, and you're enjoying and, exactly. and you just exactly. look at each other and smile and you yeah, smile exactly but like how many people can attest to that now in this day and age i, and I, I think it goes uh, it goes back to that thing that you're saying about because i think the presence thing okay it can be found in friendships but it's not always found in friendships like the thing of yeah. boys being active as a friend i think that's also what people look to when they get into relationships to have an active relationship to always be engaged in what feels like love and what feels like a relationship but that just, means just so they lonely. can yeah it does and it's all just about upkeeping that title and making it seem mm. as if even to one another even when no one's watching making it seem to one another that you do love each other and that you are in a relationship you know like i 
the one thing I'll tell you from my past relationship is that I never felt the need to, you know, maybe maybe not as much make it look like we're in a relationship. I, I just never felt the need to, to, to hold on to that title like that because mm. I knew what we were. And it's that thing that you said, everyone could see it. They're like, ha, ah, ha, ah, bruh. This ah, MD, ah, dog. I want what you have. I want exactly. what you have. I want what you and it's it's a beautiful thing man it, it really is like everything that you're saying was just bringing back a lot of fond memories because that's exactly what it was and i think that's what it's supposed to be you know yeah it's i mean it's a shame things ended the way they did but i don't think it's the end so but that's a that's a different topic <laughs> that's a different topic i mean i don't know what to say about endings um especially because what this is this is my second relationship the first one I left. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. I, I ain't even surprised, bro. You nah, seem like that type. The first one I left. Um, just you know when somebody tells you they love you and you go, eh, eh. <laughs> I was talking. <laughs> I was talking to someone yesterday, and like he was telling me that he was clouting, right? Um, mm. with his with his ting, and then they were they were on top of him, and then they were like, I love you, and he was like, his eyes were closed, and he opened, he was like, uh, mm, mm, exactly, um, yeah. yo, you know. It's one of those things where the, the the I love you, hey bro, you have, to, you have to be careful with that one. I I think to say I love you, I have to know the person loves me. You know what does love mean to you? <laughs> love, love. You see, the thing is, it, love is the it's the binding force of everything around us. Believe it or mm. not, bro, it's it's really the binding force. I don't think the universe would have created itself without without some semblance of care and love for what it is as itself or whatever is beyond it i think love is genuinely it's meant to be irrational you're not supposed to be able to explain it it's just it's more than just that fuzzy feeling you get when you look into the eyes of your partner or you dab your boy up after a long time apart from them yeah it's it's more than that it, it transcends that to so many degrees like I don't, I don't know if, if, if any of you guys um, like done psychedelics before. No. Okay. Well, one thing. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. 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 Uh, one thing. One thing I'll tell you, man, is like what it showed me is that love is everywhere. It's just that everyone is so afraid to show it because we're so afraid of being hurt, and it's a thing that we almost hide from. But if we just let go of ourselves, we realize that we love everyone and everything around us automatically yeah just by virtue of being humans and being able to connect with each other it's yeah. it's you know all this i'm doing is not even going to give anyone an, an, an inch worth of the length of what love is you yeah. know it's it's yeah. it's yeah it, but it's beautiful it's beautiful i believe that there'll never be true peace as long as love does exist true peace yeah so there will never be a time where there's no conflict in this world I think you might okay well okay so explain that explain that what i'm trying to say is that everyone holds value and everyone holds value to like close to everything man um as you said love is everywhere and in a way love is infinite right um so when you have lost that love that can transform to an even stronger hate right and that loss mm -hmm. of love transforming to hate you can make you can have a desire for you to try and avenge the one you have lost 
and causing okay. conflict. Yeah. Okay. So like when it comes okay. to okay, I can't use water myself. It just never worked out. Um, but yeah, let's say, say Kumo to kill my mom, right? Um, that loss of love that I used to have from my mom, and now I lost my mom. I'd want to go and now inflict damage upon Kumo yeah. because of that. Okay. So as long as there is love, I don't believe you can truly be peace. I wanna, I wanna tap into. In a way, it's a balance, you know. It's like the yin and yang. You have to have that balance. I think this is my personal view of it. Um, you can never be in love forever, right? You you fall in and out of love. But if you love someone, that will never go away. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That, exactly. That there, big cosine, big yes. cosine. I'm, I'm so, about that. when somebody falls out of love, and that's transformed into hate, I feel like most of the time it's the resentment for the belief that you once had. The fact that you love someone. It's not necessarily the idea that you are going to hate someone because you love them i mean to no, say this that's not what i'm saying yeah. i'm saying the love for one person can translate into a stronger hate for another person if that same person took away the love that they had for you. let's say person a was loved by me man and then you killed person a now i'm going to hate you because you killed the one that i love here's my chat vengeance is in hate people mistake make that mistake too often vengeance isn't hate vengeance is reaction to love all right and for me to outright say i hate someone and i have enough in me to not resent that person but to absolutely despise the fact that they're a being they're an entity and they're a place in this world goes beyond loving i don't think there's i don't think many people can claim they can hate i don't think i think we all have the capacity to but I don't think there's many people who can claim to hate so openly. And I guess that's to the same extent why I understand racists. I understand racists because do you know how much time and space it takes to get to a point where you can hate someone simply based off what you see? No engagement, no aspects of let me find out who the person is. I mean, dislike a lot of people in this world, but to hate something goes to a point where you don't consider it a being you don't consider it to have you don't dignity. consider it worth any yeah. other emotion other than other the than the hatred that you have yeah. because when you dislike someone there's people i dislike but i can still find admirable quality like i dislike True. andrew tate but like there's still some things where i'm like okay you know i mean man is making money he is winning i won't lie um but to outright say like if there's anyone who i've ever like hated Bro, to, to hate someone, hate might be the only thing that is stronger than love. When the hate is true, facts. Yeah. But true hatred, it's it's very very hard to actually like see that and find that in someone. Because even a lot of racist people, like I, I genuinely like hearing and talking from uh, two racist people or mm. people who I think have racist views or whatever. Because yeah. it's like yeah. I get to learn. I tell people who who like no why, racist people. Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's like I, t- I I remember like last week. Thursday, Friday, last week Friday, I was on Omegle, right, with two of my other friends um, in Kempton. Shout out to them. We'll call them uh, Reggie and Renee. Uh, so it's a hunt. We'll call it Reggie and Renee, right? So this racist guy comes up. He's like, oh, look, there's a, there's a, a 
my mind not to use my heart. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, look, look, look at that monkey. Look at that nigger there. And I'm like, all right, bro. Um, let's talk about this because last I checked, the last person I acquainted with was, was of your was of your creed. So like, mm. well, yeah. well, what, what's going on? Are you mad? Like, what's what's happening? And you know, Renee sort of stepped in and was like, you know, blasting this nigga. I'm like, damn, okay, let me fight my own battles. You know, like, yeah. I want to dissect his views. I want to see the source of these things. I don't want to just hate on him. I, I I don't hate anyone. I don't hate racists. I might just like some of them, but I'm neutral towards most of them because they have something that I can learn from. And I keep telling people like, talk to racist people. Talk to the people who are on the opposite side of the barrier because you're never oh, going to understand the full picture if you're only looking at the frame. You have to look at the picture. You can't understand your enemy without knowing your enemy. It's not going to happen. You can't understand anything without knowing it. So it's it's a thing of like, I don't mind listening to racist people talk because I'm learning. I'm Facts. learning from them. I'm learning the not just the relationship that they have towards people like me or towards people like my friends or whatever, but I'm learning the relationship between human emotion, psychology, and how we tend to dissect things based on the information that we have and then how so that translates into how we view each other. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, someone could come up to me and like, you know, call me the, um, the K-word and I'll be like, shit, I feel sorry for this guy. Genuinely, like, you got so much in you that you can just look at me and, and with all that hatred in you and just say that to me. That's kind of crazy. I'd be a bit hurt, genuinely. But I'm not gonna go up in arms, you know, if I'm just solos on my one, mm. you know. But if I'm in a group setting and then someone calls my friend that, because I understand that there are people out there who are not like me, most people are not like me, I'm gonna have that's when I'll be up in arms, I'll be ready for conflict, you know, because now I'm standing for something that's far bigger than just how I view things. It's, 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 it, it transcends me, you know. But yeah, no, no, that's that's my TED talk, you know. How, how you feel about it, bro? <laughs> Um, in all honesty, I completely agree with you trying to understand that person, or not trying to, but um, talking to that person of that of an opposite uh, belief in a way that um, it boosts conversation, so that you can fully understand that person, right? That can prevent conflict, or rather unnecessary conflict from erupting. Um, and let's say in a case of racist, um, I'll be honest, dog. I've had so many conversations about racism especially with my dad that i don't even think i would have the energy to try and understand their perspective on things i would either just try to get out of that situation or i go up in arms it's going to be one of the two things um it depends on the things that have been done like the things that they said to me the actions that i've been victim to um but like i've been subject to a racist incident and i didn't try and understand this person in any way i got vexed I was playing hide and seek with my boys. We were young, right? Yeah. Playing hide and seek with my boys. Um, and then we were backed up on this walk because it was like an apartment complex. We were backed up um, close to the door that a white woman owned the house, right? Yeah. And we were trying to hide from the seeker. So we were backing up against each other so that whoever's at the back couldn't get spotted so they wouldn't get um, caught and then now they have to seek, right? So uh-huh. whilst this person is now looking for this woman starts banging on the door. Hey, hey, Vitek! And then we're like, Ivo, what's going on? We turn around. White woman comes up. And then she starts accusing us of trying to steal from her and this and that, rob her house. And we're like 10 at that moment. Yeah. Um, she comes out. 
she takes us to security and said these boys are trying to trying to rob me this that and the other and then it took me a while to clock that this woman was racist but then I, once i clocked it i just instantly told her rage like i was so vexed with that hunt. and the security knew what he was what was being said he knew the situation as a whole he let us go freely talk to the woman for a bit i don't know what he said but then once i was back in the house the mood was dead i was angry so knowing that and being in that situation and i know how I wouldn't try and dissect the person and see their views and stuff like that. I just, I'm an emotional person, so I know how to get back. Can I? No, I, I, get, I get what you mean. Like, you're not going to try and, you know, talk to someone every time. Like, in that situation, I would have been like, ah, oh, also you, bro. Come yeah. on. You can, you can see, I'm, yo, I look like I'm about to rob you. I'm wearing Nikes, bro. Exactly. Like, I'm on. 10 years old, bro. Like, bro, do I look like I'm equipped for this? You know? Eternal wounding as well. The thing, like, I've, I've, I've sort of had the sort of same situation like in my neighborhood like in fact actually let me let me talk like I was I was walking around um, the mall that's near my house right and then like there's this um I'm going down the escalator right and then like we sort of like think of like an interview like you know you're walking in one direction and then yeah, I'm walking yeah, in this yeah, yeah. and then we both go in the same direction yeah it's one of those uncomfortable situations as a man where like you know you're sort of walking behind a hand like mm. you don't want to walk faster yeah but you don't want to walk then, slower yeah so you're in that you weird interim space yeah and, yeah. I had, and i had some crazy thoughts about it like after the incident so like here's what happened so like she, she was cute you know um she was wearing like a short yellow skirt um these like loafers i think they were zara one nah, 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 chill, chill. Uh, there's like a zara ones like she was she was she was she was honestly attractive i was mm. thinking at some point like oh maybe i should ask for number but i was like you know got better things to do i gotta go home and play god of war you know so then <laughs> you know um and i'm walking i'm walking go down the escalator and everything and i'm like okay we're both heading in the same direction you know like time like even when we were like sort of joining at that interview like she's looking at me i'm i, I don't know what the interpretation is but it's like okay you know what? cool she looks behind her as i'm going down the escalator and i'm like okay yikes then we both go inside the vacant bay it's like okay she better not be going to the same aisle as me okay cool she splits i go i'm looking for a, a magnum ice cream for my sister because i promised her a magnum ice cream yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i'm like damn so i'm searching around the whole store and then at some point i think she had paid and then i'm walking like sort of towards the exit but towards where the freezers are on the other yeah, side yeah. and then we sort of meet again and then our eyes meet and i'm like jesus she really probably thinks that i'm to, I'm up to some track, dubious track, yeah. shit right now. Yeah. So then, like, I was actually about to leave because I was I had given up my search, and I was like, okay, you know, what? just turn left and go, just just do it. Yeah. For 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 her peace of mind or whatever, just you know. And I felt like shit because no real communication had gone on between us, but like, I'm realizing the weight of things socially. You know, I'm I'm six foot three, I'm mm. black, and I'm always gonna be a threat in someone's eyes. And even long before I could have even been a threat to women, you know, by basis of my stature and, and whatever else, as a Pekinini, like you were 10 years old, you know, like I was always going to be a threat to some white person. And the, the interplay between these things, in especially the, like, you know, the mind of a young black child who's aware of these kinds of things, it must be crazy, you know, because for me, it was just like a whole the next like hour i was just thinking shit you know 
I probably made someone feel preyed on yeah, just by yeah. existing. I and I didn't even mean to. Or I could be reading into things wrong. Maybe she was like, oh, this guy's cute. Yeah. And then, but the whole social context around things makes a, you think that. You know? The crazy yeah. one. Um, I think two things, though. Um, and I want to address the two situations differently. Um, so the first, so MD, your situation um, with the woman and everything. I've, I, f- I find myself in similar situations, um, but I also have a very, very unique way of engaging with just anyone, any woman, anyone who's young, old people in general, because I'm big, so I know anything I can do or can be accused of, most people are going to look at me and go, yeah, he did it. Look at his size, look at the power that he holds and everything. So there's that context that I've always had to engage with. And it's not, not like to say, like, I understand, well, I don't get it fully, but like, I can see that women live in fear and that's not something like mm, yeah. I ever pass over and just just like go okay that's okay and like I understand what that context means and how people sometimes get frantic because of the situations they've heard of the situations they've been in and everything and like you see in that situation it wasn't necessarily someone judging you but it was somebody just trying to ensure their safety right which is why I get it and I, I, I've, I've been in a similar situation with you and it's like I, I hear it and i get it and i feel like many people can attest to being situations like that and it's a difference in somebody's trying to get safe and somebody's trying to ensure that there's no nuisance um similarly like in Sabello's situation where he speaks about the woman and everything i don't know my mind went to two different things for me personally the first one was i think the assumption is that I, and, and this is i think this is also for everyone to dissect and i don't think this is untrue but i think many of the time we tend to lean towards the assumption that everyone assumed i was doing something wrong because i was black right yeah and sometimes that's not true sometimes it is just people and sure there's social impacts and everything that plays into that like there's always bias and everything but sometimes people genuinely just don't feel safe feel unsafe regardless of who it is like i know yeah, when i'm in public yeah, I, yeah. I hate be people being in my social bubble being close to me so mm-hmm. i always try and stay isolated and i feel like if a white person was to do the exact same thing and a black person got into their space and it was like yo can you just like leave everyone's first assumption is like yo that's racist and sometimes it isn't it's, it's my yeah, same beef yeah. with microaggressions at the moment is bro sometimes i might just laugh at something because it's funny i'm not laughing at it because it's homophobic or because it's racist or because yeah. yeah. it's got some other exactly the creativity of the joke and i think your situation obviously a bit technical considering the as- like the aspects and everything that was happening mm-hmm. but i think to that same extent the world needs to get less sensitive the world needs to um just come back to the fact that we're all like humans and everything and all just all just engaging you know with like-minded individuals like not everything has to have an ism next to it not everything has to be laid in hatred not everything has to be about you and like that's why i even say i'm like to be honest in situations where people feel uncomfortable whether it's because of what i said what i post i'm like bro to be honest i'm posting it because there's probably logic and reasoning behind what i'm saying Mm. The same way I've used this podcast to say some intricate stuff is it's the same logic, it's the same reasoning, it's the idea that 
I just don't believe I should be held by the bounds of social media and cancel culture and politically and, correct yeah, and all of that. Yeah. By 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 social laws that exactly. You don't, it's a social law. You don't have to follow it. Exactly. This yeah. is, it's, I can't be prosecuted. And these things change all the time. Dog. You know, like my 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 chat with like modern society and everything is like, bro, get off my dick, please. Like oh. I'm just trying to live. I'm, I can't even scratch my nuts without you saying something about my nuts. Exactly. You know what I'm saying it's 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 pretty annoying. You 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 like a podcast like this especially gives me the opportunity to say some things that I probably wouldn't say in public or like in front of gays or, or women or everything because th- the problem is we've made people so afraid to talk Facts. that now we can't even understand where anyone is coming from because everyone's stepping on glass you know and you kind of nice. can't get what you're saying across unless it's from a joking perspective and even if you're joking you can't dissect what you're saying and talk about what you're saying and form new understandings and bridge the gaps in in, in, in people's understandings of things there's no way of finding common ground you know like i've 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 seriously been how do i, how do I say this i think i think if we if there's this one woman i forgot it forgot her name but she um sort of was already like you know had a deeper voice she was sort of more on the masculine edge yeah so she pretended to be a man for about a year or something and about half a year later she committed suicide because she was just so traumatized by everything that men go through and how they are treated by a woman yeah and something like that yeah like something like that could be a very rude awakening for a lot of people because now it shows oh these guys on the other side also have a lot to deal with you know I, I'm fully, fully, fully 155% empathetic, sympathetic, everything towards women and the fight that they go through. Genuinely, because that shit is scary. I would also not feel safe if I was five foot four looking at me, six foot three, you know, yeah. 96 kgs and everything. And I'm, I'm just, you know, even if I'm wearing bright colors and everything, like it's still shit. This guy could definitely overpower me and it's game. If yeah. I don't have some pepper spray, you know, it's even if it's broad daylight these things happen but at the same time there's also a lot of fear and anxiety on our sides because we can't talk about anything we can't express anything without being ridiculed or being told this and that this and that you know it's a thing of like you know women will always say you're a man who are you to talk about us Mm. but then they will talk about us my thing is we're humans who are we to not talk about one another in fact, who are you as another human being to tell me I can't talk with you about who we are? Mm. That's just absurd to me. It's stupid. If, if it makes you so uptight that I'm saying something about something related to you, that's not even entirely about you. Knowing that you can form your own perspective on your identity and my identity, why would you be so, so negligent? not only towards me as an individual but to the climate of everything and to the improvement of everything as it is why would you be so negligent towards that to just uphold a view that you think you have when in reality has been something that's almost been told to you something that you see every day that now is reinforced and that you believe automatically something that you're conditioned to see yeah it's not something that you actually believe if you i know what it's like to have a lot of these perspectives i was raised in a christian household then i went atheist and now i'm agnostic because there's a lot of different connections that different religions have and they can teach you all all kinds of things if you just open your mind and learn the lesson i 
I I was once one of those guys on uh, you know on on the slightly more red pillish side of things, mm. and like oh fe- fem- to- uh, toxic feminist destroyed by Ben Shapiro type videos. Yeah, and then I was also on the liberal side where I was like ah oh, nah but no no no, you know I, I I've been on all sides of the equation for most of our social dilemmas, and I've seen that everyone's just being an idiot. Why are we taking sides? There's only one side, and that's us. Mm. You know we should genuinely just be open to dialogue and just listen to one another for the sake of listening and understanding not for disagreeing not for winning but for understanding yeah, yeah i mean y'all know you said it well man you said it well you did. um i think it's kind of the same thing i've preached for five or so episodes you just you gotta we gotta choose us man we gotta pick us and i think I guess what I say is disappointing at the moment um, is the fact that so many people are trying to pick at things before they even listen to them. Like, do you know, I don't know. I, I, I get amused when people tell me, oh, no, there was somebody posted about your, your thing and your topic. And, I'm, and, and people always go, yeah, but your titles are so weird and everything. And I'm like, did you listen to it? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't. I just looked at the title and I felt some type of way. And I'm on like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did I say that you are upset with? Yeah. That you're coming to argue with? Because I'm fair. I believe in a just society. I believe in all of us being equal, being equitable, doing all those things. But don't come prosecute me before you've even had a conversation with them. You see, like that, that thing that you're saying, like it's a thing of imagine. Okay, let's let's make the metaphor real, like a view. Like you're looking at a view over a landscape. Yeah. Like we both have the same. We could both have the same view, but I'm looking there at the creek, and you're looking there at the waterfall. We might yeah. both believe that, um, for instance, I don't know. Uh, Ronaldo is the best player on the planet. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it there. Yeah. You might say he's the best player on the planet, but my reason could be the amount of Ballon d'Ors he's won. Your reason could be his story inspires me. Yeah. There's so many different ways of unpacking people's beliefs that you can't group them together because they all believe something for different reasons and their experiences are all different from one another. Even an identical pair of twins who grow up in the same house, eat the same goddamn food three times a day, seven times a week for 18 years are still going to be completely different people when they come out of that because end of the day, they're completely different people. Yeah, I can do something. Um, there's this debate going on because people saying personality is biological or environmental, and they've done this test when it comes to identical twins on how there's been identical twins that have not had this, were not raised together, not had the same parents, dressed differently, exposed to different environments completely, but still ended up having a passion for the same thing, wanted to become the same um, um, occupations, um, and all those type of aspects, like having the same style and the same hairstyle. Um, it really does question whether something is biological or environmental in that sense. And I was also going to touch on like what you were saying about conversation. It's a lot easier easier said than done, right? Because when having conversation, there's certain things that can erupt emotion into someone and can make them lose their cool and make that conversation not become respectful anymore. It just turns into arguing, it turns into a fight. It doesn't become um, progressive anymore. It's just two barriers fighting each other. So in that sense, like mm. when it comes to ignorance, 
it and so many people can can say that they are knowledgeable about a certain topic and try to speak on that topic let's say the topic of women um or like trying to say like you understand where they're coming from and now you're trying to propose solutions for them to be fixed um whether you're knowledgeable or not they can assume that you're ignorant in that topic now because and because they assume you're ignorant say oh no you're a man you don't know a thing about us and that can corrupt a non-progressive conversation so conversation as a whole there's a many aspects that need to be part of it for you to have a fluent dialogue with someone can i give an i can i give a counter to that not even a counter just a different consideration and it'll probably be the last thing i'll say in closing is it's the same conversation I had with my parents. I was actually speaking about MD, my niggas leaving college. I was because I spent, I practically spent a year with these niggas. Um, in my, in my heart, I feel like I'm matriculating 2022, but I'm matriculating 2023. Yeah, this guy never chilled with his. <laughs> this guy was always with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stemmed from the fact that we had different views. We had so many conversations about where we, what things were where we were going what a degree means what does life mean yeah and there was times we disagreed man there was times we agreed there was times where we didn't and i think so many people hide behind but there's emotions there's barriers there's there's things that don't stop us from having a conversation yeah like don't yeah. offend and stop us from having a conversation and why why isn't it a thing of not saying don't offend but rather don't get offended yeah or open yourself right? yeah it's fine to be offended but open yourself you know it's a it's an emotional reaction you can't control it it's facts and it's not even a thing of you know sometimes i always say this to people sometimes having a conversation and questioning something does it make me the problem and that's where a lot of it's come in like one of the things i always say going to a boys school which i've had experiences i've loved and experiences in which i've hated one of the things I can always attest to, every time a girl's school comes and a group of intellectual guys who say, okay, we hear you. Look, we get it. We don't understand what the pain is. We never lived the pain. We can never speak to that experience that you've experienced. All we ask you is, what do we do? What is the solution moving forward? Yeah, because you're talking to us. Yeah, and you're talking to us. And the response is, oh no, be better, do better. And it's like, but we've been hearing this for the last five, six what years. Is what is doing better? Yeah. And then it's like, but moreover, when we have conversations about how these conversations haven't progressed humanity, but have hurt humanity, harmed humanity, and we say to them, hey, yo, man, we hear you. We understand that you're also hurting, but understand people are also hurting. And we're not saying your hurt is in the, we're comparing it to theirs. We're not saying you're all better off or worse off than that individual. All we're saying is, hey, yo, man, we've got a bunch of people hurting. What do we do? And the response is like, oh no you're bigoted oh no you're oh, sexist well, you, you men you always yeah. have to be invasive you always have to always have to show the alternative trying to do something exactly to help it's like bro that's not how it is it's you can't just assume that we're coming from a bad place or we're pushing a bad narrative i mean i speak i speak truly when i say this and i say there's so many conversations that i've had in theory yeah but when I'm in practice, those are two different things. And it's not to say that anyone's right or wrong, but it's the same thing of... The thing I said is we've gotten to a point where as a generation, we're no longer to question and we must just accept. 
And when we've gotten to that point, it means that conversation. Exactly. It's these conversations aren't about whether or not an individual is hurt. It's oh no, Kanye is a bad person because of what he said. Um who's this other nigga? Top G. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Andrew Andrew Tate's a bad guy because of what he said. And it's like, but bro, when we unpack that and we understand why people are feeling a certain type of way or engaging with a certain type of individual that's when we begin to understand like one of the things i always say to people is the reason andrew tate is so popular is not because of the fact that he's sexist and he's not even sexist in what he says he just speaks to a lot of a lot of things that are intuition about men is andrew tate is what every hyper no every toxic male tries to be because he's securing his hyper masculinity he's the only person who's willing to say i as a male who is very hyper experienced a certain type of thing and i expect a certain type of thing that's a very good point and that doesn't make him the problem yeah that just means that we have to unpack why are there so many men following that you unpack that you find men live in a toxic society where they're so toxic that they have to prove to everyone else that they are the hyper male the difference between a hyper male and a toxic male is the hyper male knows he's hyper and he knows he's confident in himself so he never has to prove it to anyone yeah. a toxic male proves it through his action he hurts women he's a dick to women he doesn't cry he does the all i'm the macho guy and everything yeah like i i i, I once like i've said before like dude being like future is only cool if your name is future bro if exactly. you're not future don't don't, don't try and be cool. you're not future yeah. you're not fu- like i that thing that you said about andrew tate like every guy the, the, the i think one of the reasons why it's gained so much traction is because it speaks to the fact that a lot of men don't feel like men Facts. okay there's a lot of things you can go into the, the food we eat the yeah. things we ingest through social media blah 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 but end of the day the majority of men in western society do not feel like men yeah. they don't feel like they can be men and now when they see this hyper male successful based as hell in his views based bro like based 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 yeah i'm not saying i agree with him or anything but Facts. at some point i was following because i was like this nigga spitting it's not it's not necessarily lying i don't mm-hmm. agree on everything that he says about women but it's opened my perspective to how some people do think about women yeah and how some women think about men, men. and how we relate to one another. so true yeah. and while i don't believe that should treat woman the way Andrew Tate says so because the kind of woman he's dealing with nine times out of ten they airheads or only fans and, and they everything. Just want money, bro. You know, yeah. they are in my eyes they're not and this is gonna be controversial, they're not real women in, in terms of what yeah. I would view as a woman. You know, um they're not strong, you know, they have no sense of actual dignity or whatever. You can see the people he brings on his yeah. podcast. And I think what he says applies to those women because they will still go there and sit next to him even though he's slandering them. Yeah. And they'll still whisper to him like, yo, let's go to the barber and blah, 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 and whatever. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's not a thing of him necessarily just being toxic, but his experience is also reinforcing what he's saying. Yeah. It's not it's not, a, it's not a rule, necessarily. It's just his principles. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think that's the best way to look at it. You can always... You can't necessarily look at what someone's saying and then call them dangerous mm. it's not them that are dangerous look at what is happening in society look at why people are reacting the way they are reacting check those underlying factors that's what's dangerous and then you start to realize that there's a lot of things that are actually dangerous 
aside from aside from like you know men just in modern times being very hedonistic and you know predisposed to violence and everything and you know whatever else is going on there's also the dangers of third wave feminism genuinely and what it's doing is a lot of us like i said feel that we can't talk about these things mm. so then we hide and then when someone else's voice is loud enough and they say everything so abruptly like andrew tate does of course there are going to be people who are like oh bro free, bro, bro. Free. oh yeah, yeah you know because it's such a drastic force whether they actually identify with him or not means nothing because he's saying something that he agrees with he's showing he's being something that they they agree with he's being the complete opposite of what they're told to be he's almost serving as an example of what happens when you break free of constraints you know mm. when you sort of and i don't want to be corny but like when you get out of the matrix so to speak yeah. you know it's it's not a thing of you know men just want to be toxic and you know we, we just want to abuse women and everything no 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 that's not that's not it you know it's it's more a thing of a lot of us don't feel like we can even be ourselves because society is telling us bro being yourself is dangerous and there's also behaviors that we have that do need to be checked on you know we do need to talk to one another we have to be aware that you can't be the guy that says oh but she's also picking bad men why is she always getting abused or whatever if she if if a if woman can pick bad men all the time why are they always bad men to pick that's Facts. what you need to ask bro yeah that's what you need to ask why are they always bad men to pick can't be you can't be you can't tell me that she's always picking bad men. that means that there's a lot of bad men for one person <laughs> three times in a row to, to get in a shitty relationship no bro that that means that that means that you know men also need to check themselves you mm. know how come how come the odds are like that it's it's not a thing of you know trying to take down women or you know it's it's, it's not picking sides it's, it's, yeah. it's about humanity that's, that's ultimately so, Bello, you want to say anything in closing? Um, you niggas fat, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been the bystander with this conversation. Um, no, I don't really think um, I have anything in specific to say. I do remember you saying that there's a lot of powerful forces, and I was thinking of how social media is one of the most powerful forces out there, and the yeah. most dangerous, arguably. Yeah, uh, yeah. The narratives being perpetuated um, that boost a certain ideology like i definitely do believe that the lack of manlyhood in our current society is definitely an uh, an effect of social media in many ways um i don't want to go too deep into it um but yeah like touching on this thing of now men wanting to be women and stuff like that i mm. i feel like there's certain things that social media has perpetuated and in a sense, normalized. And as you said, just made us just say yes to everything. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's more or less it. Otherwise, I don't want to touch too deep on it. Well, this has been a minute. I won't lie. We pushed bare time on this podcast. Um, I want to say thank you to you two niggas. For I, didn't even, I didn't even tell a single story. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, that's I had so many stories lined up, man. Uh, Surely we can extend, bro. Surely we can extend. Nah, nah. We definitely, we can definitely extend. But I want to run a part two. I want to run a singular one with both of you, um, just to hear the different, the different perspectives, the different stories. Because I think, like I said, we've lived different lives and we've definitely. done different things. Um, 
but like i'm probably gonna just t- title this the boys you know the boys chat um but yeah there's a lot said there was a lot there was, there was beautiful stuff said yeah there was there was sound bites there was things that were made amazing um but i think in the end like md said there's only one side and that's us yeah. and as much as this podcast pokes the bear pushes the controversy does everything that's just on the line of not being okay it's to remind us that there's still hope there's still people yeah there's still love there's still so many things that we as humanity can find in each other and remind of each other that we are here together in closing i remind you when you're lost when you're lonely when you're confused when you're angry when you're distraught remember there's people there's people out there who love you who want to love you who will love you who will choose you but in the end it's you who you should pick because once you pick you you pick all of us one more thing um look if you're ever feeling misunderstood just (laughs) listen to us you know and again remember you're you're infinite man you're infinite you're beautiful far more than your circumstances will allow you know um i always say be the god you want to believe in mm-hmm. be the god you want to believe in well that's the episode and after that i just want to give an amen thank you amen <laughs>